my first choice is Hates Town. Hates Town. This musical is quite new and it debuted just a couple years ago. This is a beautiful story. Um, I am speaking from my knowledge of hearing this musical a couple years ago and seeing the performances that it, they've done during interviews, during the Tony, stuff like that. Um, it is powerful. Really? It is so powerful, this musical. And I know it goes along the lines of like Greek mythology and it tells a specific story. Um, I'm not well versed in that, so I'm not going to attempt to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, A24 would take this and run mm. if anybody is capable of showing the epic story that is Town, it would be 824 okay and for the songs that i say are a must i choose all of them and everybody can stay mad about that <laughs> i'm gonna take your word for it i'll have to listen to this yeah i like it uh i definitely do want to revisit it i think just during the pandemic i didn't have the patience to sit and listen to full musicals yeah so it's been a minute mm -hmm. but Thinking about this and making my list is making me want to revisit it really bad. So that's my first choice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And your first choice? Yeah. So my first choice is the musical Six. Uh, yeah. So quick synopsis on Six. It tells the story of the six wives of Henry VIII mm -hmm. as they compete to decide who will lead the group based on how much they suffered while married to Henry. Hello and welcome to the Serendipitous Soul Sisters podcast, where we discuss anything and everything that we are into that week. I'm Ensemble Nadia. And I'm your assistant stage manager, Vanessa. And today we are going to be talking about musicals we want made into movies. Yes, exactly. Quick fun fact about this episode. So we actually just recorded the first five minutes of it. <laughs> and I realized that the microphone wasn't plugged into my computer. So it was just the computer speaker that was picking everything up. And that sounded gross. So we restarted. Yeah, we had to. So uh, yeah, let's just carry on. <laughs> yeah. To, to recap, Basically, just talking about, we love musicals. We wish more people love musicals. What's wrong with you if you don't love musicals? Mm -hmm. uh, most often you see movies turn into musicals, but not so often do you see musicals turn into movies. So that's what we're going to talk about. Vanessa, if y'all haven't heard this musical, please go listen to it. It's, it's busts. It it's pops yeah. off. And it's a really short listen. Like all the songs mm -hmm. combined together, it's like 50 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, fantastic. The studio that I want to put this on is Walt Disney Studios just because yeah. like I don't know I feel like they would be able to handle like this type of time yeah. period very well yeah. and it's not like it's one of those musicals where it's like there's adult humor but it is pretty it is masked pretty well yeah so and that's like right up Disney's alley I think and then also the fact that Disney with Disney Plus is finally becoming more comfortable with adult media yeah exactly uh, they would be able to do this and like you know control like the the image of like princesses and they obviously they could pull that off very well yes exactly um for the music I also want all of them to stay. There isn't that many, like I said, so mm -hmm. it would lack if one of them were gone. And for, I, okay, there's only six, like there's six of them, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but I just chose my, the two that I have my favorite songs sure. that I want to talk about. First, the character Catherine Howard, who sings the song, All You Want to Do. Bang and song, arguably the best song on the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, y'all okay this song okay just a quick rant about this song literally she starts off the song by being kind of self-absorbed and talks about how attractive she is and then she ends it by realizing all of the abuse that she, and mental and sexual abuse that she went through during her life that led to like where she is now it is an oh, incredible wow. song yeah incredible song so i want that 
played by, I don't know how to pronounce this name, Barrett Wilbur Weed. She's the mm. one that played the original Veronica yeah. from the Heathers musical. Yeah. yeah. So I think she would do a great job at playing Catherine Howard. Yeah. Um, and another person that I chose to talk about is Anna of Cleves, who sings the song Get Down. Literally, mm. if you if you're on TikTok, the sound, <laughs> I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, oh. you dirty rascal. Yeah, that's that song. I would want Lizzo to play this person. <gasps> I think oh. Lizzo would absolutely smash it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, so that's my first musical. My second musical is going to be Something Ryan. Oh! I think this would be extremely fun to do. How have they not done it yet? Exactly. There's so much potential. <laughs> you could have really great uh, comedic actors be in this. It's going to be like a Monty Python movie, essentially. Yeah. It'll be really, really fun. I think uh, it would be really, really cool to pick off and pick off to watch. And... The quick synopsis is brothers Nick and Nigel Bottom are desperate to write a hit play, but are stuck in the shadow of that renaissance rock star known as uh, The Bard. When a local soothsayer foretells that the future of theater involves singing, dancing, and acting at the same time, Nick and Nigel set out to write the world's very first musical. Yes. It's hilarious. Absolutely. I. It's so fun. Um, all the songs are, they're great you will like you'll hurt yourself from laughing mm -hmm. the entire time um my favorite songs are of course a musical which is like eight minutes of genius it is so fun to go listen, listen to. to it pause this podcast right now and go listen to that song it's great you're gonna feel alive yeah <laughs> um next is willpower i think that song is also hilarious mm -hmm. and gives a proper introduction and it shows the the power that william shakespeare had which is uh, what they're saying in the synopsis. The the bard is William Shakespeare and how he's like this huge rock star, but he's also kind of like a douchebag. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so like egotistical and cocky. And they have like this song for him where everybody's just like, Will, Will, he's here. <laughs> like it's so funny. <laughs> and then the next one is um, Black Death. Mm. That song is so funny because it's telling such an unfortunate tale. Yeah. But it's just the happiest little, like, upbeat Yeah. <laughs> it's so backwards, and it's so, like, morbid humor, but it pulled off very well at the same time. Oh, yeah. For Frank Butler, I'd want Diego Luna. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So let's change it up a little yes, bit. Little Add spice. some more culture and yes. all that. Um, every song, obviously, except the one that's already cut from the, from the set list, every song must stay, and it so... We need to have the classics, anything you can do, and no business like show business, because that's what really carries the musical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then for the studio, I want Columbia, because based on the repertoire, there's good variation of action and comedy. So I know yes. that they can handle a movie that has both. Yeah. So, yeah. I would really like that. Mm -hmm. I would like to see the final result with all of the changes. Yeah. I think it really has, like, potential yeah. for being a movie. Exactly. Uh, next for me, I have The Great Comet of 1812. Oh, okay. This is a very show-stopping musical. Mm -hmm. It is intense. Um, there's one specific video of, I believe it's the prologue, um, of the original cast performing at the Tonys. And it was crazy. Yeah. It was insane. So just to have a quick, quick synopsis, Natasha, Pierre, and The Great Comet of 1812 
is a sung through musical adaption of a 70 page segment from Leo uh, Tolstoy's 1869 novel, War and Peace, written by composer and lyricist Dave Malloy and directed by Rachel uh, Chavkin. It is based on part eight of Tolstoy's novel, focusing on Natasha's affair with Anatole and Pierre's search for meaning in his life. It is be culture. If you want culture in a show, it is this. It is beautiful. The songs, the performances. My only request is that <laughs> Josh Gorbin has nothing to do with it. Mm. Has no part in it. I don't like him as a person. Absolutely not. He gets away with a lot. And I do not excuse him because he is privileged in the industry. Yes. No, he has no part in this. He does not get to play any lead role character. He doesn't get anything from this. Anybody else but him, <laughs> I will be greatly fine with that. And I will let Universal have this one because they will market it correctly. Yeah, mm -hmm. they totally would. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could go hearing some of these songs loop at Universal. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but, yeah, that is my next one. Yeah, definitely look up that musical, y'all. <laughs> if you have time. It is yeah. it's a longer one. Um, My third musical is... The musical Menopause. So I saw this also at a dinner theater a long time ago. It's deep within my memories because I was really young when I saw it. But I, I was, am intrigued. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, okay. So synopsis, and this synopsis is taken directly from the Menopause, the musical website. Okay. So come join our sisterhood. Four women at a lingerie sale have nothing in common but a black lace bra and memory loss, hot flashes, night sweats, not enough sex, too much sex, and more. This hilarious musical parody set to classic tunes from the 60s, 70s, and 80s will have you cheering and dancing in the aisles. See what millions of women worldwide have been laughing about for over 20 years. Y'all, this musical is hilarious. It is I can't even stress how hilarious <laughs> it is and true to the woman experience. Obviously, Vanessa and I have not experienced menopause mm -hmm. yet. We are young, Very. but I know plenty of people that have, yes. and it is not fun to witness, Woo! and it's not fun to look forward to. <laughs> so this musical just captures that frustration in the most comedic way possible. Um, this is my first time hearing of this and I am fascinated. It's so good. So <laughs> there's like a playlist of the songs that they use in the musical and oh, it just nice. looking at the titles, you can have an idea of what's going on yeah. in there. Yeah. So many innu innuendos, so much great <laughs> shit. It's so good. That's beautiful. Yeah. So there's four cast members in this. I can't remember their names. And since it's like a pretty small musical, I couldn't really find the character list anywhere. Yeah. Um, but the four women that I want are Halle Berry, Helena Bohm Carter, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Whoa. Jennifer Aniston. That's powerful. Yeah. I literally just typed in on Google oh. <laughs> actresses in their fifties. And <laughs> I just, I saw these four just scattered right. throughout and I was like, I can see it right. in my head. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So for the songs, absolutely everything stays. Literally the track list that they have for this musical is so good. Mm -hmm. And I also want Universal Studios to do this because it ex is extremely comedic yeah. and I don't know how they haven't done it already. Right. There is such a huge market for a menopause crowd. Oh, like yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> there let's just acknowledge them for once yeah <laughs> so that's my that's my musical okay and for my last one uh i don't have a lot going off of it because 
I want it to be as fresh and new as possible. Okay. This musical, I think, deserves a movie. It's been big enough for a long enough amount of time. And that's uh, Book of Mormon. Oh, yes. But I want a fresh and diverse cast. Yes. I don't want anybody new. You know, we can have like Ben Platt or Andrew Reynolds like, yeah. in the background or something. Yeah. But I want fresh, diverse faces. Yes. Nobody have known nobody like i want them to pick these people off of the street yeah the off 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 broadway actors yes <laughs> okay because this is going to create a huge opportunity for a lot of people to find their way into the industry and actually establish themselves and i think this is the the best vehicle to be able to do this yeah this musical has made so much money mm -hmm. it is still running and nobody is like that tired of it yet no I think if it is done right and it is done correctly with the correct intentions and the respect for the show itself, it can be pulled off realistically. Yeah, I totally agree. And Universal can have this one. Yeah, the fact that like nothing has been done with that musical and it's like it's such like a staple name, especially in like the theater community and like even people who aren't like yeah. super like theater nerds or whatever, they know about this musical, but it's still not mainstream. No. Like and it should be, like, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Ugh, really drives me crazy. It really does. And it's just, like, this uh, This musical was also, like, a really big place for uh, LGBTQ yeah. men. Yeah. You know, this, this was a very supportive musical for them to be able to find their way into. Mm -hmm. And just the community that they built within themselves yeah. throughout the years. And I think that also deserves its recognition. It's not just, like, the musical making money and all these people coming to see it. Yeah. The lives that it has personally affected. Mm -hmm. They deserve to see this thing that they are so connected to make it and have that success behind it and continue that legacy, I for guess. For sure. Yeah. But yeah. that was my last one. God, I love it. I love it so much. Yes. Uh, for my last one, I am going to talk about the musical Ragtime. Um, so I saw this musical in high school. Mm -hmm. I think my senior year. I can't remember. Yeah. And I have never been able to stop thinking about it, like, since. I remember the day after her and Jocelyn saw this, and she just broke the whole thing down <laughs> for me in a car ride. It was amazing. I Yeah, no. I This musical had had me bawling had mm -hmm. me it, so much joy mm -hmm. so much sadness so much frustration it's crazy um so the synopsis for this uh tracking three diverse families in pursuit of the american dream in the volatile melting pot of turn of the century new york ragtime confronts the dialect contradictions inherent in american reality experiences of wealth and poverty freedom and prejudice hope and despair over the course of the show, the worlds of a wealthy white couple, a Jewish immigrant father and his motherless daughter, and an African-American ragtime musician intertwine. Together, they discover the surprising interconnections of the human heart, the limitations of justice, and the unsettling consequences when dreams are permanently deferred. Um, I... I tried to look up if there was any like controversy or anything in regards to this musical because it is based off of the book Ragtime written by a white man. Um, so it's actually surprising from my perspective, at least. I don't know about like other people's perspective. It was pretty surprising to learn that considering how well done the musical took on these issues. Um, the most controversy, quote unquote, that I found was just like high schools, like shutting the production down because of trying to like censor it or whatever. Sure. Um, but if anybody has like any like I would like to discuss it more and mm -hmm. if there's any faults, because I love this a lot. And like 
when I love something, I'm willing to criticize it. Yeah. But any, or like not even just willing, I'm down to have conversations about it and like yeah. where it lacks and where it like is great or whatever. But um, I just needed to preface that because it is a really heavy musical. Um, but anyway, so for the leads um, from those three places, the white family, Jewish immigrant and African-American, um, the three leads are Cole House Walker Jr., Mother, and Tate. Mm-hmm. Um, for Cole House Walker Jr., I want Donald Glover. Ooh. I just think he would body this role yeah. so well. And yeah, no, enough said on that. Alrighty. For Mother, I want Emily Blunt because based off of her performance on Mary Poppins, Ooh. she can definitely carry herself as a rich white woman in the turn of the century. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Tate, I have this one kind of, open because I really wanted to stick to the correct ethnicity and Jewish roots of this character. Um, I typed in Jewish actors on Google and I just chose Daniel Radcliffe, but I do kind of want to do a little bit more. I would want, I would want more digging to be done to actually find someone that isn't just Jewish, but has Eurocentric features, you know, like stay true to like the role or whatever. Um, And then for the songs I wrote, Yep, everything stays because this soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, It is a pretty heavy soundtrack and it's a little long, but I just implore y'all to please check out at least the prologue, like at least the first song (laughs) because it really sets the tone for everything. Um, I want Warner Brothers to do this because they did Harry Potter and this needs to be epic. Oh, um, yeah. smart. Yeah. And then I also added a bonus. I want Ryan Coogler and Jordan Peele to direct it. If you don't know, Ryan Coogler directed Black Panther. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Jordan Peele. We all know who Jordan that Peele is. is. Duo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They could... Oh, they body it. I totally think they would. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I ugh, I honestly wish they made, they would make a movie of this sometime soon yeah because you've been hyping it up since senior year i i know i literally told vanessa i was like i am on the lookout for when this comes around because i need to take you to go see it i have not found a run of it anywhere and now we're in a pandemic but yeah yeah. um, it'll happen eventually yeah it'll happen when it happens but i remember (laughs) the musical ending and i was crying i was crying Mm -hmm. so much and then the curtains lifted for the cast like meet and greet and whatever and i went to the leads and they were like so concerned for me because I was crying and I was oh like, no, gosh. y'all don't understand how well you did. And they were like, oh my God, thank you. And I was like, ah. couldn't talk. It was embarrassing, but great. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's it. And with that, and the studio that I believe can handle that kind of humor would be 20th Century Fox because they put together Deadpool. Yes. So I would trust them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is my second choice. Oh my God. I love it. See, I'm already getting so fired up right now about how badly I want to see this. Oh, so my second musical is the marvelous wonderettes. I pulled this out of the depths of my memories from, yeah, from the dinner theater that I used to frequent Ah. pre pandemic. I saw it when I was like, I don't even know, like 10 maybe. Mm. Um, so the synopsis of this is It is the 1958 Springfield High School senior prom and four teenage girls who are the school's trophy winning song leaders are asked to step in as the entertainment. Act two takes place 10 years later at the girls 10 year reunion. Each of the girls tells the story of the man in her life and what has happened since high school. It, oh my god it's such a good musical i totally recommend looking it up they the songs in it aren't like original to the musical they use like 
1950s songs and like stuff like that to tell the story and that like move it along. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. Whoa. Um, so all the songs stay except respect because they really set the OG girlies up by making them sing Aretha. Um, my cast isn't all white women, but I still would want that song taken out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well we're, yeah, that. we're not going to do Aretha like that. No. Um, so there are four, obviously just four characters throughout this entire um musical so the first one is cindy lou um and i'm gonna read the little descriptions because it makes sense as to why i chose who i chose mm -hmm. um so cindy lou knows she's the prettiest girl at springfield high school she knows she'll be named prom queen um and acts out against her best friend betty jean when things don't go her way um she has probably the biggest character change between the two acts mm -hmm. i chose sarah highland uh i just think Ooh. that she would do amazing at this mm -hmm. i love sarah highland i love her acting abilities i love just who she is as a person yes. she's really great um next is the character missy uh she's the overachiever of the group very controlled very concerned that everything at the prom turns out wonderful and perfect head of prom decorations committee and absolutely smitten with her music teacher blah blah, blah. um i want philippa sue to play her oh i love philippa yeah Philippa's just great. Yeah. Um, Missy is like a soprano. Obviously, we know Philippa can reach oh, that. Yeah, because yeah, oh, she's yeah. got range. Oh, range. <laughs> yeah. Next is Betty Jean, who is the class clown and coded lesbian of this uh, <laughs> musical. Love. She's Cindy Lou's best friend, and it's highly probable that Betty Jean actually wants to be with Cindy Lou herself, but they fight, whatever. Cindy Lou steals her boyfriend, whatever. It's a big deal. I Ooh. want um, Kirsten. I'm sorry if I pronounced this wrong. Kiersey Clemens. Have you seen the movie Dope? So it's oh. Diggy from that movie. Yeah. I just wanted someone who just, I think, she, I think she actually is a lesbian in oh, real okay. life. Yeah. So I just wanted someone that was a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she can sing, but I want her in this musical. Um, we'll train her. We'll train her. Yeah. In my <laughs> casting for some of these leads, I'm just pretending that they can sing. Uh, and <laughs> just assume. Yeah. And then finally, Susie, gum-chewing, happy-go-lucky, go-along girl, super best friends with Missy. Susie is always a little giddy and a little silly and finds great pleasure in everything she does. I want Kristen Bell to play her. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah, she exactly. She body that character. Yeah. And for the studio, I want Paramount Pictures to nice. put this on because they have some good comedy and they did Grease. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we can trust them. Yeah, exactly. Love that. Next for me is one 14 minute masterpiece known as 21 chump street oh my gosh this <laughs> this musical what? breaks me every time i love it i've never heard of it 21 chump street yeah written by lin-manuel miranda no nah, i don't know <gasps> oh my god yeah tell I me everything failed you. i have <laughs> You. It stars a young Anthony Ramos <gasps> with his curly hair. And oh my God. Uh, 21 Chump Street is a 14 minute musical based on a true story as reported in the series, This American Life. Justin, a high school honor student, falls for a cute transfer girl named Naomi. At her request, he tries to score her marijuana, hoping to impress her and take her to prom. Things take a shocking turn when it turns out his crush is actually an undercover cop planted in the school to find drug dealers. I need it. I need it right now. This needs the to become a thing. Emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Oh my gosh. It can be a full length movie. Absolutely. The shit that goes down. Ha in 14 minutes. In 14 minutes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's, sweating right this now. This woman single-handedly destroys a child's life and we're just left there. Like nothing in the end. <gasps> it oh my gosh, Nadia, I cannot believe you haven't seen this. No. Oh my gosh. I ooh. oh. <laughs> oh gosh, I got too excited. But yes, I would love to see this. I think I could give I'm not sure who would do the best with this, considering you would need a very strong team of writers mm. to be able to make this into a full-length story. I would probably go back to A24, because if you give them an assignment, they understand. I agree. So, when in doubt, A24. Yes. Love that so much. Yeah. I genuinely need to see that. Oh I... my gosh, yes. God. Okay, so my next one is Annie Get Your Gun. Um, yeah, so, and I have a lot to say about this, so okay. be prepared. Okay. So, for those who don't know, here's the synopsis. Rough and tumble Annie Oakley is the best shot around. A backwoods gal, Annie uses her skills to support her family by selling the game she hunts. When she's discovered by Buffalo Bill and persuaded to join his Wild West show, Annie is plucked from obscurity and becomes the toast of Europe. Annie meets her match in Frank Butler, Buffalo Bill's leading man and star marksman. Mm -hmm. She falls head over heels for Frank, but soon eclipses him as the main attraction in the show. Her success with a gun causes trouble for Annie's chance at a romance. Annie Get Your Gun follows the journey of Annie and Frank, revealing their competitive natures as they vie for the best shot in each other's hearts. So, Ooh. before I get into it, Annie mm -hmm. Oakley was a real person, yes. and this was kind of based off of her love story with Frank. Mm -hmm. I am disregarding that all for everything I have to say okay. about this musical. Okay. No disrespect to Annie Oakley, none whatsoever. But um, the reason why I'm foregoing that information is because this musical is actually really controversial in a lot of ways. It's kind of culturally, and actually no, it's really culturally insensitive. Oh, really? They had to take out a whole song. Um, I mean, oh, I'll just no. tell you the title of the song that Annie sings, I Am Indian Too. Oh no. Yeah, oh, because no. um, I already forgot the name. I think it's Sitting Bull, I think he adopts her. Or whatever. Yeah, no. So there's a lot of things not okay with this musical. The reason yeah. why it's such like a prized treasure is the soundtrack. Mm. Um, but the reason why I want it as a movie is because at the root, like if you take all that stuff out, it's a great story and it can be a great women empowerment story if you just mm. change a lot. Um, <laughs> if you change, if you take out every culturally insensitive thing in here because you really don't need it to fuel the story. Mm. And if you change the ending, because spoiler alert, in the end, um, Annie has all of these medals that she wins from traveling all around the world. That makes Frank upset. They call off their wedding. Then they have one more shoot off. And Annie loses on purpose to settle his ego, and then they get married in the end. So if oh. we just change that ending to oh. either Frank learns to accept that he is not the best and he is just outdone by a woman, mm -hmm. or that Frank leaves and Annie realizes she doesn't need that, um, a fantastic movie in the right. making. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So that is all I have to say about that. You can come for me if you want, baby. I know the law. Like, <laughs> that's how passionate I am about how good this movie can be if you just change pretty much everything. Right. Um, another thing I'm changing is um, the ethnicity because, um, and I'm down to like name change so it doesn't have to be in relation to Annie Oakley mm -hmm. um, because it's like a lot of cowboys and like whatever. And we all know where that originated from. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so for Annie Oakley, I would want Zoe Saldana. 
to play her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to hear more from us, follow our social medias, which is at SSS Podcast 22 on Instagram and Twitter, and leave a review if you'd like and five-star rating. And with that, we'll see you next week for your next dose of serendipity. Bye. Bye.